Right? Can I press leave meeting? <laughs> okay. All right, hang on a second. Can you uh, unburst thing? Can you cut this out later yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be back in a, <laughs> okay. in a second. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. Hi, no problem. everyone or selamat datang welcome back to the fifth episode of the indo window i can't believe we're already on to the fifth episode it probably doesn't sound like a lot but it definitely feels like it and i have enjoyed creating these episodes so much for you guys it really does pay off when i hear how much you all enjoy it so a massive massive thank you again i'm not sure if you guys are aware of this but the guests in previous episodes have all been of similar age to me and we've kind of all had that in common. So for this week's episode, I feel those who are Indonesian can probably figure it out from the title, but I thought I'd bring on someone slightly older or a lot older than me, shall I say, um, my dad. Hey, hello. Good Hi. morning. Oh, well, good, good, good day, everyone. <laughs> yeah, whenever, you're, morning, you guys whenever you listen to this. Yeah. Yes. Hi, Aya. Hi, how are you doing? You all right? I'm good. How are you? I'm perfect. Thanks. It's Friday. So what can I say? It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it was the weekend. Cool. So introduce yourself to our listeners. Yeah, my name is Aya. Well, not quite, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm Zara's dad. And uh, I live one hour away from Zara by train. Yeah. It's very easy to... To get into uh, get to Zara's place in case uh, she's in trouble or anything like that. <laughs> never in trouble. Never in trouble. So far, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, this is being recorded remotely in case you couldn't tell. Unfortunately, I can't be back home with my dad at the minute, but this is the yeah. best that we can do. So hopefully, the audio isn't too bad. I thought that I would uh, bring my dad on because my dad has quite an interesting story I feel in terms of since being in the UK and university life and everything so yeah that's probably from a Zara's perspective interesting yeah yeah but do you not find it interesting well for me it's a lot of um, blood sweat and tears I'm (laughs) kidding it's all good Well, I got to got you to where you are now, so that's all that yeah. matters, I suppose. Exactly. Oh, also, for those who don't know, Aya is a term for like dad in Indonesian, but there's other like ways of saying of calling someone of a fatherly figure, like Papa or Papa. So Aya is just what me and my brother call him. Yeah. In case that wasn't obvious, but. Yeah, we're going to be discussing what university was like in the 90s as an international student from my dad's perspective. Yeah, so sure, no problem. <laughs> let's get into the episode. So, Aya, would you like to give us a bit of background into your journey to the UK? Yeah, sure. Uh, I think I started my journey... Uh, many many years ago I think I remember it was back in uh, 80, 86 when I got my scholarship uh, to to do first degree basically bachelor degree but I, we, we had to start it from A levels although it's not full A level I mean it's not the full two years we had to do it in about a year because here we, in the UK in the UK yeah because we, we we've done something like 
is it SMA level in Indonesia? So yes, yeah, so high school. Oh, oh, you did high school in Indonesia. High school in Indonesia. So they probably consider that as a half of A level or something. So after, yeah, basically after bachelor, I did continue my MSc and then went back home and then came back here again for uh, because there's not a scholarship. So I took it and do my PhD. For your first scholarship, how did that come about? How did you find out about that and everything? Yeah, well, basically, it's um, it's it's the scholarship is widely advertised in the newspaper. Also, my SMI, my high school at the time, they always put this poster from year to year, and it just happened. It was my final year, and I saw it, and then I applied for it. And obviously, there's there's plenty of you know screening and then filtering and extra test and. Mm. Was there a lot of competition on. for the scholarship? Yeah, there's quite a lot, quite a lot, because uh, you can imagine, you know, Indonesia is a, a populous country, right? So it's mm. uh, millions, millions of people, and uh, not well. Scholarship is something that everybody dream of because it's uh, it's free education, and uh, yeah. especially when they send you abroad, it's um, it's a it's good, it's a big thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so yeah. how come the UK? Right. So basically, at that time, they didn't just send students to UK, but they also send send students to other countries like uh, you know France, Germany, Japan, well, uh, USA, and why UK? Because oh, sorry, Netherlands as well. Oh. So when I got my scholarship, I was actually I was gonna be sent to Netherlands. Right. Uh, but during that year, they started started to open opportunities to go to you to study in the UK as well as USA and so but you know obviously they need students to well yeah students to 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 pass the English test so I did that and luckily enough I got to be chosen to go to the UK for those that wanted to go to like uh Germany and stuff did they have to do a test in German and Stuff. No, I don't think so because uh, it's, they're gonna be they're gonna be taught uh, German. Oh, I see. The, you know, yeah. So they didn't need to know any language besides. I don't think so English. because most of most of my friends who went to Germany or France or Japan, yeah. they didn't have any background or they didn't have any you know previous uh, uh, background in those languages. They never took any lesson in those languages because I see. you know in SMR, yeah. Unless you specifically did the Bahasa, there's another, yeah. you know, because in SMR, in my time anyway, you either you either did the IPA, means science class, or yeah. social science class, or Bahasa. Ah. So in, in that's IPA, what it's like nowadays, isn't it? Yes. It's yes. The same. Yeah. And IPA, you you other thing, I'm not sure now, but in my time. We weren't we weren't taught any extra language apart from English, so right. so it's just we learned only Indonesian and English, nothing right. else. And mm. most of my friends there, they we we, we they, they came from the same uh, IPA background, mm-hmm. you know, science, exact yeah. science background. So yeah, it it I think it would be tough, especially for those who, who went to Japan, because not only that they had to learn. You know, they basically use different um, alphabet. Alphabet, right? Yeah. Hiragana, kanji, yeah. and it's, it's completely different character. So yeah, imagine so, if you ended up in Japan though, like that would have been quite cool. You yeah. Could probably speak Japanese by now. 
like fluent. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe after after a month there, I just came back. Yeah, crying like, with my tail between my legs, you know. Enough, <laughs> enough, no more. <laughs> nah, I think yeah, I think yeah, it must be tough for those people going to Japan. But yeah, how did it feel like? You know, going so far away for your your studies at like quite a young age. Yeah, it uh, actually well talking about that. I think it it's also talking about uh, homesick, right? Yeah. Usually, when people go away so far and for so long, they get homesick. However, in our case, because there are like a group of us, so I wasn't actually alone. There were like twenty in my year. It I think there were like twenty three of us were mm-hmm. sent to the UK, and. They were split into two different locations. And in my location, which is in southwest of um, England, uh, it was like 12 of us. Right. And because we are in the same boat, the same situation. Yeah, you have each other. We have each other. We always, you know, pick everyone up. If if one feels a bit down, then the other is going to try to. Did you like um, keep in contact with your family often? No, because at that time there weren't really internet, right? Oh yeah, everything that we had is just long time mail. ago. Yeah, and occasionally we I made a phone call, but that was so expensive. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Did anyone ever come over to visit you in the UK or not? No, mm. no. You're talking about my family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, never. I don't. I don't think so because uh, yeah, UK is a long way, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's not something that you can uh, financially. It's not something that you can you know decide to okay. Yeah, yeah, you really into that. Yeah, was that your first like long haul flight? It was, yeah. I mm. never actually before that time, I've, I've actually I never went abroad up to that point. I mean, I went to the other part of Indonesia, which is like in north of Sulawesi. Yeah, that was like I don't know five hours away, but that's still in Indonesia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in terms of going abroad, no. That was like your first time like to another continent, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So being first gen in the UK to study, did you feel like any any sort of pressure or anything? First gen, yes. I think yeah, because um to be honest, we put so much into it, right? I mean we 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 had to pass so many tests. We we learn well, we we force ourselves to to cram a lot of stuff in the brain. Yeah. in a very short time you know for us if we if we fail that's that's really not not an option mm-hmm. because um i don't know it's just that uh, we just had things in our mind that you know we think that we had to succeed there's nothing else yeah so it's basically like succeed or like nothing yes exactly yeah exactly i see so i think it's, it's to be honest i think it was in everybody's mind it was like that yeah. Well, what yeah. would happen if you didn't succeed? Like, you just go back to Indo? Or? Well, I think, yeah, that's the thing. Because if you didn't succeed, then you get to go back and basically continue working in the company that sent you. Well, right. the, the one that managed your scholarship. Uh, so you couldn't, like, start over and be like, oh, give me another No, chance. no, that's it. Because it's, it's the one chance. It's, oh, you know, wow. One chance that is thing. a lot of pressure then. Yes, yes. Oh. Of course, it's a lot of pressure, yeah. But then, you know, the, the stuff, I mean, the, the academic stuff, they're, they're amazing. So they, mm. they always keep on monitoring us. And Did they know that us. you guys were like on the scholarship? Of course, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Because it was, um, it was managed by the British Council. So yes, you got so a bit it, of um, special treatment then? 
special treatment yes and we had to also write a report every oh really <laughs> a period of time yeah wow. <laughs> progress report oh i see yeah did you ever feel out of place like when you first arrived here in the uk like maybe in terms of culture like was there a bit of a culture shock to you at all yes but to be honest it's it's not i mean for me personally it wasn't it wasn't a big deal it wasn't mm. that much for me i mean i obviously you you come prepared right you, yeah. you learn so many things about you know how to live in britain and this is the thing that that was arranged by the british council before we left for the uk we there is a there's a good british council library in uh, in in jakarta and uh, you can actually go there and uh, well we went there watch videos read, some read books, all about, about the uk exactly exactly wow. so yeah it's not like a complete you know Uh, culture shock for us yeah I feel like you um still do that habit now whenever we well when we could go abroad I feel like you're yeah. like did you research <laughs> so maybe it's from that yeah maybe yeah I just don't like the idea of getting caught like uh you know with something unexpected in yeah a, in a bad way mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it's good to be prepared I, I, yeah I like to come prepared Always. Yeah. Okay. So as you mentioned, you um, did a bit of your, well, all of your A-levels here and then yeah. transitioned to university. So let's expand a little bit on your whole experience. So yeah. you did your undergrad in Manchester and then the other two in London, right? Yeah. So in terms of location, why these universities? All right. Initially, why we went? Well, well, I went to Manchester. Actually, I I wasn't the only one who went to Manchester. Actually, it's a a big group of us who went to Manchester. Well, all I on the same the, scholarship. Yeah, yeah, on the okay. on the same scholarship. So yeah, I think the the main idea going to Manchester was that financial reason. Okay. It, it's it's definitely it's cheaper to go to Manchester than to go to London. Mm -hmm. And well, if you go to if we went, if we we chose to go to London. Uh, they they gonna the scholarship is gonna be increased by not not by much. I mean, uh, I, I remember the difference is only seventy five pounds. Oh, so not enough to like make whole, it worth it for the whole month. No, mm. unless yeah, so un, unless you are prepared to suffer, <laughs> or you you have somebody's relative who lives in London and you can actually stay in their place. Also, why Manchester? I think one of the reason also is that was the Manchester. It's a it's a good uni in terms of science and engineering because the, the place that i went it wasn't really university of manchester at that time it was called umis i don't mm -hmm. know whether anyone knows about that we're probably It's, too um too young to know about that <laughs> yeah yeah i think they, they don't exist anymore because i think the reason for umis to be in existence is that the science and engineering department of university of manchester got too big at one time and they decided to split it so you you, uh. you still have university of manchester and then You have the University of Manchester Institute of Science and Technology. Oh, uh, so was that like full of the STEM degrees and all of that? Yes, exactly. Okay. They focus on that. And but somehow after some years, I don't know why, uh, I think they remerged back to University of Manchester okay. again. So, so now it's all one. Find, yeah, it's all just one University of Manchester now. Mm. You won't be able to find UMIS anymore. Did you have like a choice in where you could go for your undergrad? Oh, we did, but mm. it's it uh, it's limited. To what? So basically, well, the, the we were given the list by the British Council, but the university that we 
we could well at the time which they considered good university right so they don't want to they don't want us to to waste our scholarship money to go to university that you can yeah easily get in and get out so what yeah so what were your other options then okay uh obviously we've got um samlan university the big ones right. The big ones, yeah, yeah. Imperial College, uh, Kings, UCL, or else. LSE? Uh, LSE, no, because at the time they only sent people for uh, STEM. Ah, okay, so just STEM. Yeah. Um... Oh, Reading actually was there as well. Ah. Salford, yeah, that's basically as a list of these universities that you have to to, to choose from. However, okay. uh, it's not that that rule wasn't really st- set in stone because I had a couple of um, friends who. You know, they they really wanted to go to this university. Then they argue with the. Ah, okay. They actually could. Okay, so there was some the flexibility up, then. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. So then, when it came to your masters and PhD, so yeah. they were both in London. Yeah. You, you got to choose, right, for that. I mean, like yeah, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. I think for that, it's it's more flexible because um, going into master or even to PhD, it's it's very specialized subject, right? Mm-hmm. So there's in in for my MSc course, I think that's probably the only one in the country at that time. So there's only one uni uh, which did that, which was uh, UCL. I see. Yeah, and also for for my PhD, I think there there are a number of centers, uh, telecommunication centers in the UK at that time. Mm-hmm. I chose to be in London because uh, it's everything's just easier. Yeah, it's nicer. And, uh, London's the best. Uh, yeah, and also, and also, I think one of the the famous guy was in that uh, uni at that time for that field for the. Oh, for that, uh, yeah. I see. So at that time, it was like uh, you know, three G was really hot, you know. Uh, yeah. Nice. So it's uh, one of the famous guy in three G three G world. So living and accommodation situation, what were they like in yeah. both of those places? In where? So in, in, in Manchester, Manchester and London. London. Yeah. Okay. Uh, accommodation. Uh, first year, I, I went into the, uh, I went into the what do you call halls? it? Uh, shouldn't shouldn't halls. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's fine. I mean, it's uh, obviously it's cheaper than if I I had to go to London. How much was it? And do you remember? I think I would think it's about two hundred pound, ish per month. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's about, it's about that much. Wow. Yes. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I was like back in, you know. Yeah, so. And Manchester. Manchester's and Manchester cheap, as well. Right? So, yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's just that uh, after three years in Manchester, I think it's uh, it, 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 Manchester is a great city. I mean, uh, if you like live music and all that, then uh, there's plenty of those. Yeah. did you get bored of it like after three years though were you like three years yeah enough? of course yeah after after a while then you know you've seen the same thing and then yeah but how about in london because it's a bit different right like looking for accommodation when you're in post-grad yeah it's 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 actually it's it's, it's pretty hard but uh mm. i managed to pay 45 pounds per week wow for a room, for a room in Putney. That's impressive. Yeah. Yes, yes. Wait, Putney, was, that's quite, quite far from, from the campus though, from, right? Yeah, it's, it's a bit far, but uh, that's why um, 
yeah, that's why I need to find something cheap so yeah. I can compensate with the the cost of transportation that yeah. I have to do, spend, right? Yeah, but but Patna is a good area though. I mean, at that time anyway. I don't know about now, but mm. it, it was good. And uh, the good thing is because I had the the bus pass. It's the the weekly pass that you buy and you can actually use for bus and and you know public transport in London. Uh, yeah. Like a travel card, kind of. Yeah, something a travel card, but what mm. weekly or even monthly? I can't remember. Uh, okay. Anyway, because I had that, so if I got bored. Then I just need to find a free entertainment or something. Yeah, true. Easy. I mean, yeah. I don't have to spend anything, you know, anything anymore. So yeah, it's it's good. Okay. But yeah, I think I, I was quite lucky to get like even even in those days to get a, a room for forty five pounds a week. Yeah, you know? that is really lucky. Whereas in my first year, my yeah. accommodation was hundred fifty a week, but right. that was also. Um, discounted because because of the university yeah. um, so if I didn't go to that university it would actually be around 300 a week wow uh, and you weren't even spending that much a month on rent that's right yeah that's no. crazy wow and uh, yeah. also but uh, I had a bad experience in that well not not bad bad but well pretty bad <laughs> um, actually I didn't get my allowance for three months really <laughs> yes oh my gosh uh, the reason for that, actually, somebody from home sent it to a different account to somewhere in, in, in Scotland. However, I had a very, very, very nice landlord. Uh-huh. Uh, Mr. Wong, if you're still out there, thank you very much. I don't know whether you still remember me. <laughs> Mr. Wong. Yeah. Yeah, um, I hope he's doing uh, well. Yeah. He's a brilliant guy. I mean, I, he just keep telling me, don't worry about it. You know, Aww. just pay me whenever you have the, the money to pay it. You know, I know you're a student. Don't worry about it. So that's so nice. Thumbs up for you, Mr. Wong. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mr. Wong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on to like the actual academia yeah. side of university. Yeah, sure. How how was your course and everything? Or actually, more specifically, do you reckon you would have found it more challenging for your uh, to study your course had you gone to an Indonesian university rather than coming here? To be honest, I because I like my subject. Yeah, that's Obviously, good. Obviously, <laughs> you like the uni, it's a STEM subject, right? Yeah. And uh, I feel like you're challenged more in this country. Right. Because in Indonesia, it seems like most of my friends who did STEM subject, they end up working in a bank. That's true, actually. Yeah. So. Uh, um, but is that also because there's not enough demand for STEM related yeah. jobs in Indonesia yeah, true 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 I mean yes I mean if you think about it you know how many R&D centers are in Indonesia you can compare that that number with the one in the UK right yeah Indonesia is not really that kind of country I mean you can you can take an example of example like India it's got this place in, in Bangalore you got you know a lot of a lot of software companies even a mom of three 40 years old they still like taking the software course yeah because you know the man is out there you know the place where the people with software skill are are employed mm-hmm. and uh, yeah i don't think we have similar place in indonesia right. i don't think so because there's, there's so, no such a thing so that's why i said you know if you do any stem subject then in the end you'll end up in the in the back mostly yeah mostly, mostly yeah. So would you say like if the, an opportunity arrives for someone to do STEM outside of Indonesia, then take it, right? Yeah, 
correct yeah mm. that's that's why and i mean it's personally uh, probably uh, i wouldn't like working in a bank yeah I couldn't yeah. imagine you in a bank. Yeah, I consider myself a little bit geeky, so I like to a little to bit, <laughs> <laughs> very geeky. Yeah. Did you face any challenges in terms of like language <clears throat> barriers or anything? Initially, yes, but but not anymore. The things why I say that because in the STEM subject, I mean, in the company that I work for at the moment, well, even before, people who work there, they come from all sort of background and all sort, you know, they. They don't actually have a good command in English. Uh, I mean, their English were good enough just to you know communicate. Yeah. In the workplace, and that's it. I mean, that that's all we need anyway. Mm. But, yeah, because well, when it came to like your assignments and stuff, is it mostly like numbers, anyways? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. They work with numbers. I, I like numbers. I mean, I can deal with words. We're, we're the opposite. <laughs> I I can't deal with numbers anymore. Tried yeah. it and didn't do well, so I'm sticking with words. Yeah. Do you have any tips for someone like who who may not be confident in English but wants to come here study? Like maybe they're put off by the whole language barrier. Okay. What I say to that is just don't be, don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Don't be put off with your lack of language skill okay language barrier is there don't worry what you need to do is just keep working hard do your best you'll get there eventually yes exactly yeah. and don't be shy yeah because i can understand coming from indonesian you know educational background the english were taught passively in indonesia so indonesian students know a lot of different grammar they know how to to write things but when it comes to try to say things yeah speaking then, it when speaking it basically the verbal skill mm. is not up there yet so yeah that's that's the thing that i think that can be improved for those you know thinking of coming to to study in uh, english speaking countries yeah i mean it just takes practice doesn't it of course yeah practice makes better right yeah exactly yeah just like baseball <laughs> okay that's a different subject okay <laughs> yeah that's off topic <laughs> <laughs> maybe another time we can do a whole another episode time. about okay, baseball yeah. if you want <laughs> yeah, sure thirdly the social aspect of yeah. university um did yeah. you find it difficult to fit in with your fellow students at all obviously i didn't know everybody in the in the class for example yeah but then you you got to know some people that you know that, that you click probably with. because of the yeah you click with because sometimes you're in the the same group because you have the same supervisor this kind of yeah. thing sometimes you know you get along with you sometimes they don't it doesn't matter you know but my 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 uh, principle is that you don't need to have a, a social kind of space right mm. my 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 idea is that you don't need to have a lot of friends but you just need to have a a number of friends that you can trust, trust. You, can, you can yeah that's that for me that's that's more important that you know oh i definitely right? agree i say like uh, quality over quantity exactly. right that's it that's it quality over yeah. quantity yes yeah it's definitely i think there's there is a whole stigma around like when you come to university that you know you need to make like so many friends obviously it's good to make friends i'm not saying course, like, yeah. don't make friends but yeah there's a whole stigma like 
oh yeah I need to be in like this big friendship group but then when you're in like big friendship groups sometimes you can feel like so lost because you don't actually really know anyone in there yeah. <laughs> yeah I think it's definitely better to have like yeah, a small group of close friends yeah of course yeah that's it I mean I always have this small group of people whether it's in uh, my bachelor degree master or PhD yeah are yeah, you still friends always. with any of them now not in the one from bachelor because we've you know we, we just lost contact lost contact yeah and msc i know that one of them is still you know nearby still live oh. there nearby yeah 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 but i haven't again i haven't contacted them for a long time yeah and uh, from msc and then, oh the one from msc actually we've met several times not just in uh, in uk we met in uh, indonesia and in oh. singapore as well yeah yeah oh he's, he's french by the way so he's french yeah, yeah, French. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, and then for my PhD, yeah, uh, we met several times and mm. we're still in touch. He's Greek, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, yeah. Okay, what was the, like, what was, like, societies and stuff, like, back back in the day? Back in the or days. Like, or, like, parties and stuff. Well, while I was a student, when the party involves... Uh, Free food, then yes, yeah. I was there. <laughs> <Obviously. Yeah. laughs> but um, we have some old parties during our bachelor's days. This is one of the things that we try to avoid getting homesick. Yeah. So, so we just got together basically with a number of Indonesian friends and we, we have some kind of potluck, you know, everybody brings yeah. something and just got That's together. Nice. And, yeah, so it's, 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 it's more like, a, yeah gathering mm. than a party oh, okay but we we you know we did quite often did you experience like any setbacks at all throughout your time like were you ever like oh i'm so close to giving up i'm probably the one who i'm the kind of people who don't give up easily mm-hmm. so i like to persevere quite a lot before i say you know here's my white flag you know mm-hmm. i give up <laughs> um, it was at the end of my uh, third year of phd I was running out of my scholarship, right? Yeah. And I couldn't finish my PhD. I thought, okay, I had to get some kind of ways to support myself and my family because, oh, okay, you're not there yet. You weren't born <laughs> yet. <laughs> but your mask was already there. Yeah. Dafa, by the way. And uh, <laughs> I thought, you know, if I didn't get anything, I didn't get any job, then the only thing that I could do is just going going home, you know, going back to yeah. Indonesia and then got the job that probably like probably wouldn't like most likely would, wouldn't like because it's not going to use my um, yeah it's not going to be related background yeah, yeah. it's not going to fit with my skills so that was the point when i thought oh, okay you know but then luckily enough and when uh, i have to mention this that greek guy of mine <laughs> greek friend of, you know, yeah. of mine is the one who actually gave me a clue as you know oh there there's actually a job you know somewhere uh, in the head for sure yeah 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 he helped you out he helped me out he gave me the you know the, the, he told me the company, okay, send your CV there. They're looking wow. for people with your skill. And big thanks to the Greek guy then. The, the, yeah. Wow. Well, if it wasn't for him, then you probably would have up. gone back yeah. to Indo, right? Probably, yep. yep. Crazy. No job, no job, no money, then yeah, I think you just have to go back. Yeah. So I guess that kind of answers this question of like, what made you want to stay here, I guess, because job opportunity, family. Exactly. Oh, of course wife and kids but you guys mm. when you were little i mean when we were little anyway you always go wherever i go right but then, yeah uh, the only thing that makes me want to go back first family yeah 
because uh, most of my film family live in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And second is food. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Third is uh, holiday places. Holiday places? As <laughs> yeah, in... Like, uh, you know, Bali or, Bali. you know, places you can go to to explore. and Yeah, go, go snorkeling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's as well, man. I mean, mm. apart from that, that's, to be honest, uh, job-wise, you know, I probably, you know, try to stay in this country. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. And in terms of friends, as I said, it's for me, as for you as well, it's, it's we think that the quality is more than quantity, right? So, yeah. So in that department, I, I have no problem. And yeah. these days anyway, when you have internet, you can get in touch with everybody so easily. Yeah, for sure. Just A lot call. of different platforms. And, yeah. yeah. So it's um, easy. Exactly. Okay, finally, what would you say? Was finally? The- I still have a lot of things to talk about. Come on. We can save I'm it for another episode. I'm kidding. No, no, no. One is enough for me. <laughs> Not until you send me that paycheck in the post, yeah? <laughs> no, I'm going to get you your retirement house, remember? Excellent. In Bali, by the beach. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. Cool. Um, yeah, so finally, what would you say was the most rewarding thing about your whole uh, academic experience here? Basically, the most rewarding thing is the... I can simply say that I um, completed my job. I mean, I achieved my goals. You know, you're sent out to this country to do yeah. things, you know, your bachelor, master, whatever, PhD. Yeah. And yeah, I feel it's quite rewarding to actually manage to, to get these degrees. Of course. Of, 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 actually, my, my, um, my dream when I was a kid is that I'd like to, to go abroad, to see with my, my own eyes that the grass was so neatly trimmed, you know, and <laughs> yeah. there's no rubbish everywhere. Wow, and really? The, the temperature is so cool. I mean, not cool, cool, but it's not cool. It's just, it's just right. Yeah, I think this is the thing that you 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 get from watching, you know. Yeah, so you just movies, had this like image yeah, in your yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tell, you know, I could be in the place like that, you know. So I yeah. said, oh, I want to go abroad. I want to go abroad. I want to see that for myself. You know? So that's the thing. I was so happy. No, I think we were so happy when we, we got this scholarship. We got this opportunity to actually yeah, go, to experience it ourselves. So. Yeah. So you made it, basically. I Your dream it. came true. My dream came true, yeah. Mm. Now I need to have another dream. <laughs> I'm still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> to become the best um, baseball player in UK. Now yeah, that's one, too ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I'd love to hear what you guys yep. thought about this episode or if you have any opinions you'd like to share about the topics we discussed. Head on over to our Instagram, which is at the indowindow.podcast um, to keep up to date with future episodes and everything like that. That brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you very much, Aya, for being on the show. I've definitely learned more about your whole insight and perspective and I hope that it's been interesting for you guys too to get a glimpse into my father's university experience. Pleasure, pleasure, my pleasure. I mean, it's 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 uh, it's great to be able to to talk to you about all my experiences and uh, all my uh, previous life, basically, mm. and my thoughts as well. Yeah, thank you and thanks for having me and um, and thanks for you guys who've been uh, with us till the end of the, this podcast yes. and. Uh, Stay healthy, stay stay safe, and mm. uh, may the force be with you, always. <laughs> Especially those in 
Indonesia right now because I know COVID is exactly crazy. So exactly, yeah, yeah, agreed. So yeah, but yeah, yeah, um, and thank you again, and I'll see you all next week for our sixth episode. Bye. Bye.